our guest actually is one of those who put her life on the line, who fought to open the doors that Al Sharpton referred to. <clears throat> I would like to welcome back to Sojourner Truth, Gwendolyn Zohara Simmons. She is a civil rights icon. She was a member of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee known as SNCC. Zahara is also Professor Emerita of African American Studies and Islamic Studies at the University of Florida. Uh, Gwendolyn Zahara Simmons, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. And Zahara, um, your family hails from Memphis. You were active in the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee when so many people lost their lives um, fighting. Uh, for our rights, fighting to open the doors that Al Sharpton uh, referred to. Your thoughts on this Black History Month, the first day of Black History Month, having a funeral of yet another young Black man killed by the police. And, And Zahara also put this in the historic context in terms of what you and other young people faced um, in the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, Zahara. Thank you, Margaret. Uh, I am, I'm sad and I'm outraged. And as you noted, I grew up in Memphis. Uh, I grew up during the Jim Crow era when there were no black cops. I remember the struggle we went through to hire, get a few black cops hired. And in those days, early days, they could only arrest black people, uh, by the way. So the long struggle uh, that we engaged in across the South and certainly in Memphis, I know it well. uh, And then going to Mississippi, Uh, during the 1964 uh, Freedom Summer Project and working there for almost two years where there were no Black police uh, in Laurel, Mississippi, where I was and in many of the other places. So uh, Reverend Sharpton and I attended virtually the funeral yesterday. He was so right. Uh, You know, of course, we are very clear that uh, there is a, uh, a, it's not an individual problem. Uh, We have a problem with policing in the United States. It is a structural problem. And unfortunately, what happened to Tyree Nichols shows us that when Black people become police officers, they can often become just like the system that uh, we fought to get them into, thinking that it would make it better for Black and Brown people. And obviously it has not. And what those five uh, Black officers did to Tyree Nichols is unspeakable. Uh, And it is, I, I, I was just stunned because I did look at the video of what they did to him. Uh, And so we are faced with a tremendous problem in the United States of America. Uh, And we must organize to defund, as Black Lives Matter said, the police. And I don't care how many people try to 
denigrate what we say. They don't listen to the rest of that. Put those funds into needed programs, social workers, uh, nurses, etc. So uh, yes, we are faced with a terrible situation. And as you know, I'm in Florida and uh, very involved with the Dream Defenders who began uh, organizing after Trayvon Martin was killed. Certainly wasn't killed by a quote unquote police officer, but he was a wannabe cop. So we, you know, the situation is dire and we must organize and demand change. And it has to be ongoing. You know, you can't just march a few days and then go home. This has to be organized, ongoing, systemic uh, opposition to what is happening in our cities and counties across this nation when it comes to the police killing of black and brown people. And, you know, um, Zahara, there's a lot of discussion about the fact that the main officers involved, some others have, have also been charged, are five black police officers. And uh, Al Sharpton spoke very passionately about that and how he took that uh, personally. And, uh, you know, when you were when your life was on the line and you all were at risk there in SNCC, you were facing mainly violence coming from white folks, mm -hmm. not from black police officers, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted your, your comment on it because the fact that they are black does point to the problem being systemic. And yesterday we had a conversation with historian uh, Dr. Gerald Horn, where we were also talking about historically, there have always black been black people who stood against the movement, so to speak, even from before we left the continent of Africa, the various slave rebellions in the United States that were in part defeated because, you know, some you know, Black folks, you know, spill the beans. And Malcolm X talks about the house Negro and the uh, field Negro. But just help us to understand uh, that relationship of uh, people saying, well, it can't be a racist attack because the officers involved were Black. Zahara. Yes, well, uh, you know, as I said, uh, we're dealing with systemic racism. Uh, and we see this across the board, not only in our policing, but, you know, we're dealing with policing right now. While those five Black officers who beat Tyree Nichols to death were indeed Black and were indeed close in age to him, that's the other thing. Uh, but they uh, were, were officers in a system uh, and in a unit, uh, you know, the Scorpio, uh, a Scorpion unit that clearly was meant to police, harass, and obviously kill Black people in Memphis. This is what that unit was set out to do in the name of ending crime. 
you know, that unit was not working in predominantly upper class white neighborhoods. It was stalking black people in black neighborhoods. And as we now know, they stopped Tyree seemingly for no reason. And even if he did run a stop sign or whatever, it certainly doesn't require the death penalty. So we're dealing with a system. And those five young men were caught up in that system. And you're right. We've always had what we used to call Uncle Tom's snitches uh, who told the police uh, who the movement people were, who were members of the NAACP, who was housing SNCC workers uh, for uh, 30 pieces of silver if they got that much. So yes, this is true, but it's the system that must be changed and certainly all of the snitches and Uncle Toms, those people have to be called out. They have to be shunned in our communities. Yeah, I, I must say I have to agree with you there. Uh, Zohara Simmons is our guest, a civil rights icon, uh, working with the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. And Zahara is also a professor emerita of African-American and Islamic studies at the University of Florida. She's based in Florida. So Zahara, before you go, I, I also wanted to um, get your thoughts on what is going on. Well, it's across the country, but also in Florida, where you have Florida Governor Ron DeSantis uh, calling for diversity programs to be dismantled in the state's colleges and uh, universities. He also is calling for uh, tenured uh, professors uh, to be subject to employment uh, reviews. He's signed a law limiting what professors can teach about race. He's blocked high schools from offering new advanced uh, course of African-American history. Uh, just your your thoughts on, on, on what is, is going on in Florida, but also in other states across the country where books are being banned and teachers are afraid, you know, that they're going to be charged with a felony for even having certain books in their classrooms in Florida. Uh, Zahara, your thoughts? Yes, this, you know, here again, this is outrageous. In the case of Florida, and as you note, this is happening across the country, and Florida's governor, DeSantis, is trying to be the leader of taking uh, the state and certainly the nation back to, I guess, the 40s or the 50s. Um, and, you know, what is so uh, awful is that he's doing this because he plans to run for president in 24. So he's trying to out Trump Trump. Uh, and he is pulling off all these uh, horrific uh, things to get his name in the media uh, to be a, a front runner. Uh, and so he, uh, but I, I, I tell the people who are listening that we're not going back. I mean, you know, we're, this is not the 50s. This is not the 60s. We have huge numbers of African-American scholars 
who teach African-American studies, and they're going to continue to do it. They're going to stand up to DeSantis. And one of my students who took a number of my African-American studies classes is organizing a group to start teaching it in the churches. And he reached out to me and I said, hey, you know, we had freedom schools in 1964 when they could kill you for trying to register to vote. So clearly we can set up freedom schools across this state in our churches for not only our children, but for our adults. And in the process, organize a movement. I think we should march on Tallahassee. We should stand outside the governor's mansion and the state capitol and say, we're not going back and you can't force us back. And hopefully the teachers are organizing to resist. They can't run the schools without the teachers. And so the, this is the time to organize and fight back against this madness. We are not going back. Yeah, and this this idea, you got that right, of that in uh, two counties in, in Florida, um, you know, they're saying, well, you know, you have to either teachers have to remove books um, from their classroom books that they have brought in in their libraries, or they have to be covered up and that books have to be approved by a qualified school media uh, specialist. I mean, this is this is already 1984. <laughs> uh, you, you know that the, the George, oh, the, yes. the Orwellian uh, yes. situation here. And then you have uh, I mean, Audrey Lord, who I was in a, Audrey and I were in the same women's group together. She was in the early Black Women for Wages for Houseworker group that I co-founded in, in New York, like a, a queer uh, Black um, feminist. Audrey Lord, you know, with this curriculum, this new African-American studies curriculum that has come out, she has been cut. Reparations has been mentioned once. They cut Black Lives Matter. They cut uh, queer uh, studies. I mean, it's just, you know, the kind of dumbing down of of the country, but also, you know, keeping people not knowing much about the other. Just some uh, final thoughts from you, Zahara, on all this. Well, it's very important to know that many white people became alarmed at the number of white young people joined black, brown, Asian young people in those marches across this country, the largest number of of, uh, demonstrators around George Floyd's uh, brutal killing by the police. And I think that the right-wingers said, oh my God, our children are standing up, our white children, against police violence against Black people. We don't want that because they fear that the young people will no longer be supporting white supremacy and racism. Uh, So, and having taught African-American studies for 20 years to predominantly white classes and to have all of my students say to me, why on earth were we never taught this? And their whole mindset changed in a semester from these classes. So you can imagine if we started in middle school or even lower, 
teaching the true history of this country. They know that white supremacy would be on the rocks and that's uh, ropes, excuse me. And this is one of the things they are trying to prevent. They don't want their children, white children particularly, to know the truth about this country and to want to change it. And so it's too late. We're not going back. We will continue to teach, continue to put the 1619 Project forward. Thank goodness it's now a documentary that we can show for people who may not want to go through the book. So it's not something we're going to take lying down. It's too late for this, DeSantis. Forget it. Right. And um, Gwendolyn Zahara Simmons, before you have to go, we're out of time, but there is an upcoming book that we have to look forward to um, that focuses on your work and uh, the work of, of your uh, former husband who also was in the movement. Just quickly tell us about that, Zahara. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, uh, it's a, a, bi a joint biography uh, the title is Stayed on Freedom, and the author is Dan Berger, and it is about Michael Simmons and my life. Uh, from He starts from the time we were young so that we can talk about the influences that led us to join the civil rights movement, particularly SNCC and all of the work we have done since the 60s, uh, right up until 2004, both our international as well as national work for civil rights, human rights, and peace. So right. Stay on Freedom, Dan Berger, uh, Basic Books. You can get it everywhere. Okay, so it's it's available uh, right now. Okay, can yes. hardly wait to dig into that. Zohara, thank you so very much for joining us and stay well and safe. We appreciate all of what you have contributed to this country and indeed the world. Thank you, Zohara. Thank you, Mark. <laughs>